Before we get started, we would like to give a shout out to BattleBards. BattleBards.com has background ambiance, battle sounds, and much more. Bring your tabletop venture to life with BattleBards.com. Hello, I'm Daniel Doc Gentry. Welcome to the world of Enon. I am its creator and your narrator. Sit back and relax as I take you out of your reality and into my nightmares dream world. Welcome to the Bros and Dragons podcast. Today, we will be following the adventures of... Keith Ross. I play Captain Martin Firewell, a human male barbarian. John Sika, and I play Alicia Fargo. A female, human, rogue. Tom Benson. I play Xandro, a male wood elf ranger. Let us adventure on. The first time in a long time that you three have been on an adventure together. You have found out that your friend Cleric Morthos the Faithful has survived all these years. And he has become an able commander, as you have helped his small group of clerics take out one of the portals in the town of Rangio, which still has the shadow throne upon the top of the keep. Destroying two of the most powerful demons you have ever met, you have turned the tide against the demons coming into the realm, or at least made it harder for them. Martin Firewell, you have the return of your missing arm that you lost during your single-person assault on Deimos, shortly after he built the Dark Tower, deep in the Crater of Remembrance, down to the southern portion of Enon. You also made it back to Demethos, but just barely. As always, Queen Rebecca has offered you the champion's room in the castle to recover. Queen Rebecca is now always seen in very fancy black studded leather armor and her darker-than-night cloak, and with her now famous blades at her side emanating blue and red in the light. Her faithful advisor Zariah is now constantly at her side, making sure that the queen always has a familiar voice in her ear. Xandro, Alicia, and Martin, you head to bed needing time to recover from your assault on the portal of Rangio. As you fade to dream, you each receive a different vision. Alicia, as you fade into sleep, the darkness swells around you. Images flash too fast for you to see in your mind's eye. Then flashes of spiders flood in, attacking and eating as you find yourself covered and surrounded in a weight of spiders. And despite all this, you feel calm and protected. A swarm of spiders starts swirling and gathering together ten feet in front of you. Despite the hungering darkness surrounding you, you can see the spiders and this column that they have been forming very clearly. The column starts to give the look of a person, and with a small shake, you see a beautiful, dark elf standing before you, dressed in silver armor with a depiction of spiders on it. She speaks, and her voice is beautiful and melodic. Alicia, my brother Deimos has gone too far, and I am choosing you as my servant in this time. Serve me, and we can stop him. What do I need to do? You must serve me faithfully as your goddess. How do I know that you're not going to turn into a a demon like Omega did? Omega, that simple servant of Deimos, barely a demon himself. He only has half-blood in him. And I, I am a goddess. If we go after Deimos and destroy him, Will things go back to normal? Things can begin to get back to normal. Guess I have no choice but to trust you. There are always choices, Alicia. You must choose to serve me on your own. 
If you can promise things will eventually go back to normal, I will follow. I can promise that the rebuild can happen once my brother is gone, but back to normal will never happen. I just want to see the sky again, the sun, feel the warmth, not the burning smell of decay and people and all of that nasty, nasty smell that's in the air right now. She begins to approach you, and as she puts her hand on your shoulder, you feel like you've known her all your life. I want Deimos gone so that the realm can go back the way it was in a rebuild before the kingdom of Adora broke away from the realm. She reaches behind her and pulls out a dagger. It has a thin black straight blade, a hilt of a spider with a ruby inset in the middle of an hourglass form, four legs forming a small handguard and four forming a blade guard of the hilt. Right now, this has no power, but take it. Serve me faithfully, and if you do, it can become a very powerful artifact. I will guard it with my life. As you reach out and take it, you feel a jolt of pain like acid running through your blood. Xandro, as you fade into sleep, the light is warm and the sun is shining. A beautiful meadow rides up to a clear and calm lake which is fed water from a fall off the mountain's other side. The mountains rise into the cloud, the beauty of the forest surrounding the mountains. The sky is perfect blue like the sparkle of a rare gem. And behind you, in the language of your people, you hear, Hello, Xandro. I'm glad we can meet. As you turn around, you see a very athletic male elf, long ears like the representations of the elves of the past. A mash of disturbed moss green hair upon his head, white pupils within his violet eyes. He is wearing leathers of a perfectly crafted armor and a longbow and quiver upon his back. I will turn towards him. Who are you? I am Rajmal. You know my sister Akina. I am unknown in the kingdom of Adora. Why do you come to me? Because you and your friends must bring the kingdom of Adora back to the realm of Bengen. And how do you suppose we do that? You must defeat my brother Deimos so that the world can start to rebuild before the enveloping happens and the kingdom is returned to the realm. And you expect the three of us to kill a demon god? I expect you to find the prophesized fourth. Together, you will be able to pry the grasp of this kingdom away from Deimos' hand. It has been foreseen. But like everything in the future, there's another possibility. If you do not release Deimos' grip from your kingdom, when the joining is complete, he will be the reigning king of Adora. Where, where should we start, start this quest from? You are with your friends now. Before you go back to the realm, Xandro, may I see your bow? Sure, I hold it up. He reaches out for it. I will let him take it, I guess. When he grabs the bow, he draws two crossed arrows into the handle surrounded by a wreath. He hands the bow back to you. I have blessed your bow. For now, its power is limited. But as your faith grows in me, so will the power of your bow. Do I... So I take it back, do I... Does it feel any different? As you take it back, you feel a warmth come over your whole body. It feels like magic is infusing with your blood. And you wake up with the bow on your stomach in your grasp not where you left it. Martin, as you fade into sleep, you hear the orchestra of the angels surrounding a beautiful melody. When your eyes adjust to the bright light, you are at the front door of a palace made all out of living bark and trees from the surrounding very thick forest. A single golden feather of a large 
bird is about the entrance. The sounds of the wildlife echoes clearly into the clearing you are standing in. I will approach the, the front of the building. Before you is a door made out of living bark. The handles are blooming tree branches. I'll knock on the door. Behind you, you hear Captain Martin Firewell of the Faithful Sailor. As you turn, you see a beautiful brown-haired woman standing before you, wearing a beautiful and showy gray and silver gown, flowing from her perfect form. A golden bird in her right hand, and a spear with a glowing silver gem as its point in her left. She continues, Former first mate of the Umbra, friend to the most loyal priest, Morthos the Faithful. Welcome to the outskirts of nature's hall. But you are not yet a faithful follower, so I am afraid you cannot enter. She starts to walk around you. You have started on your path, but you are not there yet. She points at your left arm and says, You have seen my power and the compassion of my followers, but you are not yet devout, and you must be before the joining of the kingdom of Dura back into the realm. Do do I recognize her as Arlen? You suspect that it might be Arlen, but you have not studied enough religions to know the difference. I kind of, I, I look down at my hand, my left hand, and kind of flex the fingers and just very softly mumble, I'm trying. You need to trust yourself again, but this will take you a while. I don't see how it will ever be possible. And that is the problem. You need to become worthy, Martin, but you are not now. You are on the path, but your choices will lead you. Tell me what I must do. I've already told you, you need to learn to trust yourself again and have faith in me. Friends of old are returning to help you out. You need to be able to embrace their help and start making the choices you need to make. I can make the choices for myself easily enough, but I can't make those choices for other people. Not after what happened. She gets so close to your face, you can smell the mint and honey that's coming from her breath as she says, I'm afraid, my dear Martin, I must take something back from you so that you can grow and receive the faith you need to have in the coming times. She reaches down and places her right hand on your left arm. Everybody wakes up and you hear a screaming of Martin Firewell, who is in the middle room of the occupied three-room suite of the champions of the castle. Wakes up and goes and checks out the screen. As you get up to, to go check out the screen, you notice in your hand is a dagger, and you do not sleep with a dagger in the castle normally. They're under your pillow, and it is the dagger that was given to you by the figure that you had dreamt about, and you start running to towards Martin's room. Grab my bow and quiver and head towards his room. Your bow is already in your hand, but as you jump up, you instinctively grab your quiver and you both head out into the common room at the same time. You run up to Martin's room and you open it. As you enter into the room of Martin Firewell, you see that his left arm is missing again and there is no blood anywhere. But there seems to be a tattoo of a bouquet of yellow feathers surrounding the end of his arm. In the distance outside the castle, the city's center bell begins to ring. There's an attack on the wall. Uh, I'm going to run back to my room and quickly get my gear. Am I still screaming in pain? No, the pain subsided as soon as the arm was taken from you again. Yeah, once I I come to and realize what's happened, I'm just going to shrug it off for the moment, deal with it later. Uh, I'll grab my trident and head out. I will go and grab the rest of my stuff. Anybody going to take time to put armor on? Yeah, Um, yeah. (laughs) kind of figured that was implied when I said I'm going to go get all my stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll throw my my loincloth on. (laughs) 
As you get to the wall, you can see this huge assault of demons seemingly marching in formation, approaching the southern gate of Demethos. They are led by a huge and frightening black dragon, who upon seeing you, quickens his pace, and the army follows suit. Queen Rebecca, standing off to your side, says, It is time to show our worth! Hold the wall! Roll initiative. 22. I don't think anybody's beating my roll of 8. 13. We could do a round here real quick. Uh, they are still in the distance. The black dragon is literally running. It hasn't started flying. It is big enough to fly, though. Martin, you'll be the first one to react. Do we have, on the wall, are there any catapults or anything like that? Archers. Not going to take command of any kind of archers or anything like that. How far are they? Are they within javelin range? I'll give it to you. They're probably in javelin range. Double jab. <laughs> 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 uh, twenty-two. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's twenty-two. Four damage. Xandro. Cast a spell. Spike growth. You start chanting and you cast sigils in the air, and all of a sudden you have a smile on your face because nobody can see from this distance. As some of the demons seem to just evaporate, and some of them seem to slow down. Nicely done. That takes us to Alicia. I am going to pull out my longbow and shoot at the dragon. 24 to hit. Nine points of damage. The dragon begins to run, and as the dragon increases its speed, it starts smashing through its own demon horde like it doesn't care. It takes flight with something in its grasp and lands on the other side of the wall. As you look back, it is starting just to eat random villagers that came to help. To its side, a dog of some sort, as the dragon releases it, start running and attacking the crowd as well. It looks like it has been starving, its ribs are showing, it has white patchy fur, spikes coming out of its back about a foot long at the highest point, and its tail looks like that of a scorpion. Martin Firewell, it is your turn. Is there any way for me to get down off the back of the wall? Yeah, there's stairs going up, there's a couple of ladders, and then there's the whole jump 20 feet. I'm gonna run down and as I'm running, go into a rage. Are you jumping? Uh, 20 feet, yeah. You turn around and you leap off of the wall, taking seven points of bludgeoning damage as you slam to the ground, which you take four. And you run to the demon dog. It turns to you, snarl. Thrust my handy dandy trident of Arlen Ford. 23. 11 points of piercing damage. Make that 13. I, forgot. I almost forget my rage. Second attack is 25 for another 11 points of piercing damage. Xandro, you see Martin turn, run, jump off of the wall, and start attacking the dog to stop, get it to stop attacking the villagers. The dragon, though, has not, and it is ripping through villagers left and right. What do you do? I will turn around and look that way. Bonus action, hunter's mark, the dog, and then I'd like to shoot two arrows into him. 22 to hit. 22 points of damage, piercing. Your first arrow strikes true. 21 hit. It does. 13 points of damage, piercing. So Alicia, you saw Martin jump off of the wall and start attacking the dog. You saw Xandro turn and start firing arrows at the dog. What do you do? I am going to reach my hand into my pouch and pull out a nice fuzzy ball and throw it towards the the dog, which I rolled a 
5-4. This is from uh, my bag of tricks. Turns into a panther. Oh yeah, I'm gonna kind of run down the wall as well and find a, try to hide a bit. 10. Give me an athletic roll to throw it. Oh, that's much better. Why couldn't that be the other one? 19. Panther away, my friend. He's gonna use pounce and run directly at them. I am going to need the target to make DC strength check. Saving throw needs to be 12 or higher. It fails. The target has been knocked prone, and I get to make a bite attack as a bonus action. Like this. 23 to hit, four points of piercing damage. And remember, the dog's knocked prone. It stands up and strikes out with its tail against Martin Firewell. 20 to hit. It's gonna whip its tail out and pierce into your skin for 29 piercing damage. And as it happened, I need a constitution saving roll. Aw, shit. 19? You feel almost a poison as it heats up your blood, but your body can fight it off, but just barely. Dragon, okay. turn, run at the wall, and it's big enough Xandra. Can uh, you and Alicia make dexterity saving rolls? 21. 23. The dragon breathes in, and you see a green glow in its throat and its eyes as it puffs out a breath of green smoke. That green smoke has a splash behind it. As it splashes out, you both dodge. You get mostly out of the way as both of you get hit in the leg with acid for 25 points of acid. Yeah, just a bit. The queen will run, and she is going to jump off of here and try to land on it. She jumps off of the edge of the parapet and lands on the dragon's back, and she'll strike out. She drives both of its daggers into the back of this dragon. It howls out in pain as both of her daggers begin to glow. Her eyes become a smoky green, and the dragon begins to bleed where she had broken the scales in the back. You don't see any of that, Martin, as you just got stung and you're fighting your demon dog, but you did see a panther come up and bite at the demon dog. It is your turn. I will take another stab at it with my truck. Uh, 11, uh, 13, second attack, 21, 14. You strike out with your trident and you pierce this thing twice. You start seeing the smoky haze that you did from the big demon-infested orc that you fought in Rangio as you're piercing this thing's skin. Xandro, you've seen the queen jump off after you got splattered with acid and jump onto the back of the dragon, driving its daggers in. You saw the glow of the daggers as they hit. You saw the Pokemon Master Alicia throw out a panther, which is now attacking the dog by Captain Firewell, who seems to be holding off that dog well enough. It is your turn. Fuck it, then I'm putting two arrows in that dog's head. <laughs> 21 to hit. 24 points of piercing damage. And I will take my second point. 29. Uh, 29 points of piercing damage. <laughs> Uh, both arrows strike true. The smoke seems to pick up pace, Martin. Damn, it's still alive? What the fuck? Captain Firewell is still holding his own. A big dragon just breathed acid on you. And your queen jumped onto the back of this dragon and is now trying to drive it with both daggers still under its scales. Alicia, it is your turn. Shit, I'm going for its eye. 17. As it closes its eye, your dagger bounces off of the scales. 
eight. That one also gets deflected off the scale as now it's moving its head. As a reminder behind you, you hear arrows and spells going off as the wizards and the archers are doing their best to hold off the demon horn. Bonus action. Two to hit, he gets a... No, as it snaps out, it grabs onto the fur, and it seems to not be able to pierce the skin. Oh, the dragon. Uh, it has three attacks. It's going to try to bite Alicia and claw twice at Xandro. Pretty sure a 20 is going to hit. But I'm going to use Uncanny Dodge just to take half damage. Okay. So it's 20, so it's 10 piercing. Seven acid that you can't block. Xandro, it swings the claw at you. And misses, but it swings awesome. the other claw. Oh, that'll hit. Seven points of slashing damage. Your queen strikes out, believe it or not, misses with her dagger, her magical daggers, as she draws them out and tries to strike again. The dragon moves slightly, and it just nicks the top of the scales. That is going to take us to Martin. You see nothing except the panther's not having a good time with the dog. But you do uh, hear that raging battle from the wall behind you. Oh, that's a 20. 20. Second attack, uh, roll down three. 16 points of piercing damage. The flesh starts to look like it's peeling off and decaying, but it's still standing. God damn it, What the fuck? Xandro, this dragon is still in front of you. There's chaos behind you. As you take cursory glances because you're still on the wall, you see that some of the demons have made it to the top of the wall, and the wizards and archers are doing their best to take care of them. You see Martin Firewell fighting off this dog it seems to do good as you see the flesh start to rend and peel off and decay the dragon in front of you is taking swings at you with its claws and bitten out at alicia and pierced her it is your turn i'd like to put two arrows right in his eyeball 30 16 points piercing for the first hit would a 26 hit 12. You're both arrow strike. They don't hit him in the eye, but they do hit him between the scales, and it doesn't seem like they're going very deep. Alicia. Let's see what the daggers will do to him again. 11. Oh, that's going to do it. Anyway. There's uh, 22 to hit. Your first dagger gets deflected off of the scale, but you see your chance to strike out, and as you thrust your other dagger forward, you find the spot between the daggers and pierce the dragon for... Five points of damage, and then I am going to use my fancy footwork and take off, because I can't take another hit from this thing. And then my panther is going to try to bite again for... 15? Will that hit? Yes, it actually does hit for eight points of piercing damage. Your panther strikes forward, bites deep into this dog's neck as it falls to the ground. The dragon will turn, and I need the panther and Martin Firewell to give me a dexterity saving. Do you see this dragon rear back? You see a glow of green in its throat. Uh, 19. 16. The panther takes 49 points of acid damage as the spray and cloud comes out of its mouth again. Martin Firewell, you take 25. <laughs> so my panther is just dissolved. I'm going to run forward and try and stab this dragon in the face. Uh, 27. 27 hits. 17. Second attack. 20 piercing. You strike between the scales and again some ichor seems to start to trickle down. It will take us to Xandro. Shoot him right in the back of the head. Yay. 28. 
Uh, that would be 16 piercing. 21 will hit. Uh, 19 points of piercing. Your first arrow strikes true between two of the scales. It reads back in pain as your arrow begins to glow a blue hue. You fire off your second arrow, and as it strikes, the dragon screams out, and a puff of smoke comes out of its mouth, and it falls to the ground. Awesome. As the demon horde is still coming at the wall, and some of them seem to make it over, a few of your archers and a couple of your wizards lay dead on the parapet, some of them just torn open and rendered. I'd like to turn and face the nearest uh, demon thing. Alicia, what do you want to do? I am going to drink a healing potion because I am taking quite the fucking beating. The demons start attacking the people around you. Some of them, again, die. Others won't seem to be holding them back, but thousands of demons seem to be coming to the wall now for Xandra and Alicia, who are on the wall and can see over them. It looks like there's a never-ending horde of demons coming this way. Little help be nice. I'm going to run back up. Yeah, the queen is going to run up under the wall as well and start fighting off the demons that made it that far. Queen and Martin climb up the nearest ladder and or stairs. They get to the top and the queen just starts going to work at the demons that made it to the top of the wall. Martin, what are you doing? I want to grab the nearest one and throw it off the wall. Okay. You grab the nearest one and throw it. It, it lands on two of the other demons and it seems to... They seem to get enveloped by the other demons that march over them. I'm going to grab another one, but... Same thing happens. You throw another demon. You you take the first demon, you throw it in. It lands on two of the demons, and the horde of demons seem to trample them over. You grab another one and do the same thing. As you do, one of the demons slashes at you and makes a mark on your good arm, and a little bit of blood seems to start trickling forth. It does... Seven points of scratch and damage. Xandra, you fire off an arrow after moving your spell onto one, and it goes flying off the wall. As it does, the arrow and the impact of the demon on another demon causes your arrow to go through that one into the other one and kill it. But thousands upon thousands of demons are now coming, and they are at the threshold of the gate. You can start hearing the crack as the gate seems to be buckling under the pressure of these demons. I'm going to take another one of my uh, fuzzy balls and throw it, and out pops a giant rat. The giant rat, you throw it, it pops up on the wall, and it literally starts chewing through some of these demons, and it starts helping the fight. Do you want to do the same? Yeah. You brandish your daggers, and you start chewing through the demons, but it seems like the more you kill, the more that seem to make it up the wall. As it looks hopeless, you hear the city guard and those that volunteered for the militia cheering as you hear the crackling of powerful energy cutting through the air. You who have magics can feel its power in your soul. You peer over the wall and see hundreds of demons running in retreat to the south. As on the northern wall, a windstorm seems to be forming on the ground with lightning and thunder blazing and pouring forth. Fire seems to fly through the wind as sleet and snowstorms appear and the army destroying and ripping through the demons that are there. As one of the shadow demons screams to seemingly rally the demons back to attack, its head is ripped clean from its body as a familiar man holding the head up victorious 
covering himself in more blood, stands before you. A whirlwind brings another female form to the man as it dissipates. As the man throws the demon head off to the distance, turns and smiles at his companion, they hold hands and with no fear in their eyes, walk through the escaping demons who have given the pair a wide berth while a floating book follows the woman to the gate of Demetho. Martin Firewell looks over and sees Captain Fidget and Dafina have returned to Enon. Judging by the scars and burn marks on both of them, it is clear that the crew of the faithful sailor has seen some battles. Fidget's demeanor seems to be different, and Dafina is smiling, as her cloak looks like a moving and raging storm flying around in a glorious and beautiful, frightful display of nature. She looks up and says, Open the gates, please. Insight check to see if I think it's really her. I'm assuming she did this, right? Oh, yeah. It was her power that brought that storm forth. Uh, She wasn't that powerful before. I know, right? (laughs) I never are when I play. Uh, (laughs) 18. A lot more scars, burn marks. But, yeah, that's Dafina. Her hair is way longer now, though. Alicia's going to ask her if she got her island. Climb down the back of the wall and let him in first. You climb down the back of the wall, and two guards are at the wheels, and they look at you, and they're like, do we open? Do we not open? What do you want us to do? Open the gate! They begin to open the gate, and the pair walks in. Uh, Dafina reaches back, grabs the floating book, closes it, and puts it in her pack. Alicia's going to run down there and greet them and ask Dafina if she got her island. We have a story to tell you, but we are hungry. What do you say we... I tell the story, you buy the food. Uh, I think we can arrange that. She um, runs up to Martin Firewell and gives him a big hug, hug and says, Captain, what happened to your arm? In shock a little bit at seeing them, just overwhelmed and happy that they're both still alive. I don't even think to uh, refute the the title. Uh, I just, I, I hug her and that's that's it. That's all I can do right now. Fidget comes over for the group hug. He's in on it now. The, the nub kind of swings around and, and pulls him in. I nub you. Dafina will let go of Martin and run over and tackle Alicia. What's up? Hi. So how about we uh, go get some food? I'm I excited to hear of your stories. Food it is. Where's Grogon? Uh, haven't met up with him yet. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, you all head back in the inn, and there seems to be a very melancholy atmosphere. People are not cheering. They're not totally happy. There seems to be a bard there playing a little bit more downplayed music, but there is food and drink available, and you sit around. She says, okay, my story. I finally convinced Fidget to go back to the island. I gotta tell you guys that when we were in Crystaldale, I received an orb from a mysterious person. As we went back to the island, I went up to the fortress tower. A pair of ghosts met me there. You know them. You've seen them. They traveled with us for a while. And they warned me about what I was going to do, but they told me that it had to be of my own free will. I entered the building and was immediately transported back into the tunnel. I stood before the parapet that was there to hold the ball, and I remembered all the words that everybody had said, including the spirits. And I realized that hidden clerics are never a good thing. I destroyed the ball, and a power enveloped me. It gave me a little bit more confidence, but my power grew immensely. As it transported me back to the tower, we were under attack. Demons seemed to be coming in from the water. So I went down to fight for my ship, and this power that grew in me, I could control it easier. We fought off the demons, but not before 
Captain Fidget here knocked his head hard on a rock. As he came forth, he was a different person. And the demons brought the best thing in my life to me. She is holding his hand and rubbing his arm, looking into his eyes at this point. Kind of speechless. Like, I'm kind of looking at Fidget like, you seen Fidget? And, and then I'll, I'll look at him and I'll say, uh, uh, Fidget, do you, do you still do the thing when you do the one ability? <laughs> he starts to laugh and he says, no, uh, that blow to the head probably shook something loose. But more importantly, I remember the way that Dafina was looking at me. And I realized right then I needed to be a better man. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm just amazed that that is happening. Captain, your ship is waiting for you. We need to head up to Pirate's Port to get to it, but we can travel anywhere in the land and figure out what is going on around here. But Pirate's Port is no more. Oh, there's a little... We took one of the little dinghies and got up to shore. Of course, we couldn't port because everything was destroyed. But the demons there were no match for Dafina. I'll say, Fidget, I'm, uh, I'll kind of look down at my arm. I'm, I'm not the captain anymore. That sounds like a good plan, and I'll go along with you. Well, we need to find somewhere to go and find out where these demons are coming from, uh, what is happening. The whole world seems to be under some kind of demonic influence. We tried to port into Tyrianda and Goranda, but we can't seem to get there. There's a blue dome covering the place. We've also heard that in Diablana, paladins ha- had returned and were fighting alongside clerics. Good. It's about time that Enan caught up with the rest of the world. I agree. Well, Captain? Well, Captain? Where do you think we should start? I have no idea. It seems like a higher concentration of demons seems to be here in Enan than anywhere else in the world. What do you guys know of what's going on? Uh, I'll relay my story sparing a lot of the the details on on the hows and the whys of my solo attack on Deimos and where it took place and everything. Fidget looks at Dafina, Dafina looks at the Fidget and Captain Fidget says, well, it sounds like we found where we need to be. I guess we gotta find a way to fight back against this Deimos. Unfortunately, we don't know where he is. Dafina says, what about Crystaldale? I didn't see it. Crystaldale is... It fell back in. It, it fell into Lake Enan. Yeah. Into the lake? Into the lake. Yes. It, it seems to be that there are still possible survivors. Uh, that there's been some kind of shield over the city. That is right, isn't it? I, no. Hundreds of people died as the water consumed some of the living areas around the edges of the city. But the temple there was where a lot of the clerics of Damos were. They overtook the Tower of Jundar there and turned and desecrated that temple and made it a temple of Damos and pretty much ran everybody else out of the city. You've heard rumors that there are underground magic users there fighting, but nothing. Nothing for sure. I was way off. <laughs> Just a bit. Just a bit. We could also talk to Morthos. He's he's doing very well leading the clerics into battle. Uh, we recently managed to close a portal in Rangio. Uh, I've not seen him since then. On our way here, we noticed there was a large concentration of demons in Rangio. It felt wrong. We skirted around the outside in the forest lines just to keep out of sight, but... Whatever was going on there, it's been overtaken, along with Pirate's Port. Speaking of Morthos, 
looking over at Martin. Where'd your arm go? It would seem that the gods do not want me to have it just yet. Uh, this would be fun. Perhaps we should talk to Rebecca and see if she can shed any more light on where Damon's might be. Alicia, give me a perception roll. 24. You feel something like a tug on your pocket. You reflectively send your hand back there. Being a thief, you know how it feels sometimes when people go digging through your pockets. When you hit nothing, you turn around and you can't find the culprit. But as you reach your hand into your pocket, you find a piece of paper. Pulls it out and looks at it. Uh, The note itself reads, in common, Enjoy yourselves tonight. I will not be available until tomorrow for counsel. Queen Rebecca. Alicia, in Thieves' Camp, you read, Meet me at midnight by the crypt where we fought the snakes. I am going to tell everybody else and say, Hey, so Queen Rebecca says to enjoy ourselves tonight. Uh, She can't meet. She's got something going on, but uh, we'll be able to talk with her in the morning. She told you that? I got a note. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. We can can rest for the night and then go meet her in the morning. I think that's a good idea. Uh, Xandro, give me a perception check. In 19? Something catches your eye, and you look at the feathers that are the new tattoo on Martin Firewell's nub. And as you do, it looks like the feathers move like a stiff breeze blows on them. Have I noticed this tattoo before? Yeah, you saw it when he lost his arm again and ran into the room. It looks like a bouquet of yellow feathers that were tattooed onto his arm, but you don't remember him ever getting a tattoo. I'll ask him, where'd you get that tattoo? I'll kind of look down at it, half shrug from the gods, I assume. Do you know what it means? I think it's a reminder that they are with me. Interesting tattoo. Oh yeah, you and Fidget talk, and you catch up with everything. And the night goes on as everybody speaks of stories and things that have happened. Everybody heads up to the champion room, and Dafina and Fidget, telling you it's no problem because there's four rooms in the suite, take a room to themselves, and you all go to bed. At least you think you do. Alicia, you know midnight's approaching. I am going to walk out the window and down the wall and go towards the crypt. You throw your slippers on and you walk down the wall easily. Give me a perception check. 19. As you come down, you notice in the distance, uh, Dafina and Fidget seem to be walking out of the castle with their packs on their backs. Oh, fuck. Would I have any idea what time it is? You know, it's almost midnight and you have somewhere to get to. I'd have a beach. The hint hint was when he said it's almost midnight. (laughs) Yes, but I more meant like how close to midnight. Like it's almost midnight. Does that mean it's like 1110 or does that mean it's like five to midnight? So as you look at your watch, you realize you need the sun and to know which way is north to find out what time it is. It's midnight, Cinderella. Fine. I'm going to the crypt. God damn it. (laughs) A whole new world. Uh, you watch as Dafina. Fantastic <laughs> point of view. I hate you so much. You started it. You, you gotta. Yeah. I don't care. You watch as Fidget and Dafina walk off, and you know that you don't have time to do both things. You run off into the crypt, and how do you approach it? Stealthfully. All right, give me a stealth roll. Uh, 
where is my stealth? 27. Uh, you approach the area, and you see a black figure, but you do notice them, sitting on one of the stone benches in the crypt. Would I be able to tell who it is, like, the closer I get? Uh, you notice the armor looks like Rebecca's, but you also notice there is a red and blue hue on this figure's hips, which are the telltale signs of the daggers that she carries. Oh, I'm going to approach her. As you get closer, she pulls back the hood, and it is Queen Rebecca, and she says, So now we're sisters. Oh, how, how did that happen? She lifts up the cloak, and on the back of... Her armor is a small symbol of a black spider with a red hourglass figure on its back and says, My goddess approached me last night and let me know that her followers are growing and that you have chosen to follow the Silver Mother. Yes, she came to me and spoke to me in a dream. You do understand that the Silver Mother represents untimely death. I do now. But the dagger, you've already taken your oath. May I see it? Shows her the dagger. She looks like she wants to touch it, but she doesn't grab at it. And she looks it over and goes, interesting. As you look at the dagger, before it was two legs on either side pointing down towards the the handle and two pointing up towards the blade. Right now, all four are out. And you notice that the red hourglass seems to be shining slightly. Never seen it do this before. No, you haven't. But you've taken an oath to serve the Silver Mother. This dagger is a extension of her will. As you grow more attuned to it, you will start to hear the voices. It will not be the mother's voices, but it will be from the mother. They will be names. They are people marked to die, and you must use this dagger to extinguish their lives. I will do my best to find and eliminate them. Alicia, what are you going to do if the Silver Mother asks you to take the life of one of your traveling companions? I guess I have no choice. You won't. It comes around. It needs to happen. She asks so much from her followers. I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope it doesn't either. But have you ever asked yourself whatever happened to my father? I always wondered. I thought it was just age. She told me I needed to take his life. I tried to resist. I loved my father more than life itself. But she took control of my body and killed him anyway. Why did she have you kill your father? I've learned a long time ago through very painful experiences, and she pulls down the front of her armor a little bit and shows you it looks like blackened scars of a claw mark on her chest. She says, never, never question the Silver Mother. She never would give you a reason? I learned not to ask. I guess that's a fair reasoning. I just wanted you to know what you've gotten yourself into. It would have been a lot nicer to know uh, earlier. Let me ask you a question. When you had your vision, did you ask? No, no, I did not. We all fall victim to blind faith. Return to your friends, but know that you have a very powerful sister now. You can never acknowledge this in public, and don't even try to do it through thieves' camps. If the wrong people find out about the Silver Mother, we will have more than a demon apocalypse upon our heads. Understood. She throws over her cloak, and it sees to give like a black shimmer. And then your eyes have a hard time tracking her as she runs off. Guess it's time to go head back to my room, my quarters. You want to head towards your quarters or you want to try to see if you can catch Captain Fidget and Dafina? Uh, I mean, I'll attempt to catch them, but I have a feeling they're long gone. You're a rogue. You're quick. You make it to the wall, and this is the one where the magic had saved your life. 
you make it over the wall without anybody seeing you. And you catch up to Dafina and Captain Fidget on the road, but they obviously haven't seen you yet. Are they just walking? They seem to be talking. You can't make out what they're saying from here, but if you want to get closer and listen, I need a stealth roll. If you're just going to approach, let me know. I am going to try to sneak up on them. I rolled a 19. Yeah. You jump into the woods and get close enough to them. You're very silent, moving with great stealth through the woods, and you hear their conversation. It goes back and forth. Captain Fidget says, well, maybe we should go back to the ship. And Dafina keeps begging, no, we need to go to Crystaldale. We need to find out what's going on there. It was the first place I ever felt peace. We, we need to go, and this is going back and forth. And finally, Fidget kisses her on the forehead and says, anything for you, my darling. We will head to Crystaldale. And as you realize that they are what's happening, are you going to try to stop them or are you going to turn around because you know you're getting further away from the city now? I think I'm going to pop out and confront them. You jump out to confront them and you do it silently. What do you say? Where are you going? Startled, they turn around and, well, we, we've made our trek. We're going to head back to Crystaldale to see if we could do some good. I think you can do more good with us. Fidget says, I don't think so. It doesn't feel like our paths are intertwined. Well, don't you want to rid the world of evil still? Dafina puts a, a hand on your shoulder and she says, I've seen the visions too, Alicia, when we were passing through Rangio. I think even then I knew that I wasn't one of those that needed to complete that journey. I need to head to Crystaldale. I need to help them fight off what's going on there. You, the captain... Your new friend, Zandro, you guys need to search out and find your path and hopefully destroy Deimos. Yes, but destroying Deimos will bring back Crystaldale. It's about the only thing that can. What's the purpose of bringing back a town if everybody's dead? We need to go find out what's going on there. And we'd like to go alone, says Fidget. Well, I guess I can't stop you then. No, but you need to go back. The captain seems distraught, lost. He's going to need friends around him, friends that he has had for years. Fidget says, Dafina and I, we took the ship. We did what we needed to do. Which reminds me, he reaches into his bag, and he hands you a bag, and he says, there's 5,000 gold in here. It's what we had earned for all of you. Go back to the captain and help him with his way. He feels lost. I wish you luck. Hopefully we meet again. I think we will. I think we will. We will be doing our part while you guys are doing yours. In fact, Dafina says, maybe we can make such a ruckus that we can get his attention and try to come out to Crystaldale to do a thing or two. We'll do our best, and maybe we meet up there soon. Uh, Dafina gives you a hug, fidget, pat you on the shoulder, and as soon as the embrace is gone, they start walking away. You turn and walk, and just for a moment you thought you heard something. But you're not sure what it was, and as you turn around, you notice that Dafina is using her powers to whisk the both of them off in a small cyclone. But you could have swore, Fidget say, hopefully the baby's confused. Yes, I'm going to head back to town, hoping I'm not pregnant. <laughs> you head back to town, you climb up the wall of the castle, and as you come into your room, in the chair in the corner, you notice Martin Firewell. As she comes in... I almost look angry because I've been sitting here the whole time thinking that she was trying the same thing that I did. Uh, did I get the wrong room? No, this is your room. Well, you startled me. I thought you had left. Needed to clear my head. 
More than anyone, I understand that. A lot of things have gone on, and I just, I went for a walk. Uh, I don't even question it. I just kind of nod and stand up, start kind of walking toward my room. Before you leave, got a message from Fidget. Pulls out, we'll call it 2,500 gold. Oh? Oh. They have said they are heading to Crystal Dale, and this was all of the, or this was your share of the money from their excursions. They asked me to give it to you. Uh, I kind of look at it and then shrug, and uh, I'll take it. Uh, did you already take your portion? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll pocket it. Good night. Good night, Alicia. Wait a minute. Where did you see Fidget and Defino? Uh, I told you. I ran into them on my walk. They had to clear their head, too? No. They said they were going to Crystaldale. Are, are you feeling okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't know that they had left. I thought they were still in the room. They just decided it was time for them to go and they were going to use the cover of night to go. Fair enough. As I turn to walk away, I, I kind of want to look into the room that Fidget and Dafina were in. Uh, you look in the room, the bed is perfectly made. Doesn't seem to be anything in here. Then in that case, I will retire to my room. You all start fading out to, to sleep. This time it goes just fine. No crazy visions. You might have some pretty wicked dreams from everything that is happening. Uh, how does Martin sleep? Well, as always, I, I've not been playing this much, but uh, one of Martin's new things that he does is, is every night before he goes to bed, he will pull out the trident of Arlen, and uh, he kind of slips into almost a... It's like a depression act, I guess. I'm not sure what the proper word is. But he... Praise the only way he knows how, and he's just over and over repeating, help me fix this, help me fix this. Uh, you feel something weird as you go to sit down, and you hit your back of your heel on something. Shift my legs and, and look down to see what it is. Uh, you pick up what looks like a prayer book with a yellow feather on it. As you open up the cover, it, it's scribed on it, properties of priest morthos. I kind of chuckle to myself and, and do some reading before I go to bed. As you wake up in the morning, you all feel invigorated, more powerful as you gain a new level. And we'll see y'all next week. So, oh, oh, snap. Keith, start taking us out. Oh, as all... Not as all. <laughs> Recently, we have started pushing out our very first shirt. Uh, you can find it on the Bros and Dragons Facebook page. As well as, hopefully, Doc got it on there. You can find it on Twitter at IamDMDoc. And at Bros and Dragons. Oh, you put it on there as well? If I didn't, I will by the time this comes out. It's, you know, it's an awesome shirt. I love it. It's patriotic, but at the same time, it, it keeps it incredibly nerdy, which is what we are all about here at Bros and Dragons. If you want to find me, you can find me anywhere between Pennsylvania and... Louisiana, somewhere <laughs> in that area. Or you can just look me up on Twitter at Elmo the Usurper. Just remember Elmo loves you. Uh, you can follow me at Bros Old Guy on the Twit for all you twits out there. Um, yeah, that's about it. Tom trying to be all hip and shit, calling it Twit. If you haven't noticed yet, if you are following me on Twitter, I really don't use it much, but you can still follow me at uh, Chulu13. I also am in charge of our Instagram page. I am a lot more active on there than I am on Twitter. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And- 
please. Uh, we are running a contest right now. Uh, oh, wait, that'll probably be over by the time this airs, isn't it? Nope. No, nope. We'll, we'll let it run. All right, we are running a contest, so please send us in your original fan art, must be original, of your favorite character from the podcast, and we will be... Is it a fan vote, or are we just voting on it ourselves? We're we'll, gonna... we'll vote amongst ourselves. Yeah, we're going to vote, and you will be earning a special prize of, uh, what's the book, Keith? <laughs> well, it was going to be Tales of the Haunting Portal, but I've heard of quite a few people who already have it, so I'm going to extend that. Uh, if you don't have Tales of the Haunting Portal, I'll get that, but if you do, or if you don't really want it, I will buy you any 5e, whether it be any of the basic books or a campaign book or whatever. There you go. I think that's a pretty sweet deal, if you ask me. So get that fan art in. Can, and can it I doesn't can... have to be of a single character. It can be of a moment uh, that's taking place in the campaign. Uh, it doesn't even have to be good. It can be stick figures. We don't really care. <laughs> oh, I'm in. I'm in then. I would also play. like to remind everybody that Bros and Dragons personnel cannot take part in the competition. As always, you can follow us on any social media at Bros and Dragons. We do have everything pretty much up to date on MySpace as well as YouTube anytime that you want to check those out. You can follow me on Twitter at IMDMDoc using the same at IMDMDoc. You can follow me on Facebook. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please check out some of our friends and other podcasts. I want to give a special thank you to Battle Bards outside of my my normal battle bards commercial for saying um thank you for making this sound awesome and we're gonna keep rolling with that as always i'm gonna tell you to keep it nerdy and live your dreams later what do i need to do role play oh is that okay. your is that was that what, what do you I say need? to her yes okay yes do it again what do i I'm need sorry. to do one more time. Wait for me to stop talking. Did I answer that one? You motherfucker. <laughs> nope. Nope. Threw a wrench in it already. Uh, well, there goes one of my dice across the fucking truck. Now I can't reach it. I'm just going to put it out there right now that that fourth prophesied uh, companion is obviously Krondo. Uh, it's not. Damn it. That's a lot of things. Yeah, one or two. What? One or two? Holy Jesus. The fuck? Uh, remember when you guys were making fun of me last week? <laughs> no. Petridge Farm remembers. Don't oh, forget what? to uh, transfer it over to Roll20. Hey, John, you like dragons? No, no, I don't. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't want them nuts dragging across my face. <laughs> Unmute your Unmute mic. Unmute himself first. <laughs> so I'm going to unmute myself first. We're going to start with that. Nope. It, it's not going to matter. I need you to do it anyway. Aw, oh, Damn. Why you ask me if I could if I don't have a choice? Because I'm trying to be nice, jerk. <laughs> oh. Uh, ele- uh, 13? I- is it 13? Yes. Are you sure? I added it before this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll hit. Oh, what the hell? Um, 
My AC's like 35. You sure hit me. <laughs> You're bullshit. <laughs> is he below max hit points? He is. Or awesome. she. Why are we assuming gender? Yeah, whatever. That fucking big-ass dragon. Yeah, actually, I hit it perfectly. Just laughing that you ran away. <laughs> I have eight freaking hit points. Mm. I, I ain't got time for this. Ain't nobody uh, got no time for that. Ain't 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 nobody got time for that. <laughs> Try and stab this dragon in the face. Leroy Jenkins. Open the fucking gate. Oh wait, no, wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just need to retcon that and make Martin fucking Irish just so I can yell at people in a fucking Irish accent the, the nub kind of swings around and, and pulls him in I nub you <laughs> yeah I, I stole a line from range 15 sue me please don't sue me Hey there! We're Dungeons and Dragons. Quick, what do we do here? We're going to roll some dice. Make some terrible jokes. Toss in a wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man and you've got a party! It's so much pun! Sorry about that. Yeah. We're Dungeons and Dragons, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast where we are building a world through the collaborative storytelling that is Dungeons and Dragons. We like to have fun, laughs, thrills, and adventure. Join us by subscribing to Dungeons and Dragons through iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Find us at dumbdragons.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the fuck did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Nicole, and I am the Full Frontal Nerd. You can catch me on twitch.tv slash tffnerd, Thursdays through Saturdays at 5 Eastern Standard Time. Come watch me play everything from Skyrim to Star Trek Online. And if you like what you see, you can also follow me on Twitter at TFFNerd or Instagram at Nicole underscore Palmasano. So make sure you come check me out as I break through all the female gamer stereotypes. This has been a Bros and Dragons production.